Welcome. I'm Maria White, professional organizer, owner of Enough With The Stuff, and host of this podcast, Organize Your Stuff. I am thrilled you're joining me for a listen today. I will share tips on getting organized in all areas of your life, so stay tuned for simple tips or interviews with industry experts sharing their unique methods and insights for getting your home and life organized once and for all. This podcast will provide support, encouragement, and motivation along the way. I hope while you are listening, the topic will resonate and inspire you to organize your stuff. Welcome to the next episode of Organize Your Stuff. I'm your host, Maria White, owner of Enough With The Stuff. In today's episode, I'm going to give you an easy visual for organizing any space for functionality. Yes, I know this is a podcast and I said I was going to give you a visual, but it will be a picture that you can pull up in your mind's eye when you're attempting to reorganize or even to unpack into a new space. Let's use an example of your desk space. Now, imagine putting a target or a bullseye on the area with your chair being the center of the bullseye. Everything that's within arm's reach from where you're sitting is in the center of the bullseye. This is your dedicated workspace, and the only things that should be in this center of the bullseye are the items that you need access to on a daily basis throughout your day. Obviously, that includes your computer screen and your keyboard. Think of some other things that you reach for multiple times a day, or at least multiple times a week, every single week in the course of your work. An example might be a tickler file. We discussed the use of a tickler file in a previous episode called Tickle Yourself Organized. So if you don't know what I'm referring to with a tickler file, go check it out. And that's an item that you might want to have on your desktop because it's something you would look at every day. Sometimes I have clients whose desks are covered with a plethora of items that are not actually being used on a regular basis. These things might include a pencil sharpener, and they don't even use pencils, staplers, little organizers that hold the paper clips and rubber bands and all that kind of stuff tend to be on people's desks. They think they need to have them out there and then they're not really getting used. So what that does is it creates not only clutter on the desk, but it just clutters up your thinking space as well. We need to do something with them rather than having them right front and center in the bullseye area of this target. I know it's pretty common for people not to really think about those things that are sitting on your desk or if we're talking about another space, you're just not really aware of the fact that you're not using everything that's in your workspace. So now picture each ring of the bullseye a little further away now. We've talked about the bullseye. Now let's go to the second ring. The items in the second ring are going to be the things that you still need relatively easy access to but don't necessarily need them front and center on your desk space because you may only need to utilize them once a week or every couple of weeks, where can you place those items for easy access? Think about still being in your chair, but maybe swiveling around to grab something off of a credenza behind you or on shelves behind you, or maybe it's a little scoot, you know, you just roll a little bit a few feet away from your desk to grab what you need out of another cabinet or whatnot. So it's not difficult to find what you need, but it's not taking up center stage on your desk space either. So that's the second ring of your bullseye that you want to think about. The other things in this category may include like things such as reference materials for your job, um, a few file folders, uh, labels for those, and notepads, and anything else that's really specific to your particular business. And those things can be in that second ring. Finally, the outer ring of the bullseye would be for rarely accessed items such as historical business files, right? You don't need those in your way every day. If they currently are in your way every day, move them. 
move them out to that outer ring of the bullseye. Where's another space that these things can be stored in? Also think about maybe your bulk office supplies. If you buy like a case of printer paper, keep one ream with your printer and store the rest out of the way if you don't have enough storage by the printer. Other things like ink and binders and sheet protectors and on and on and on. All that kind of stuff is excess and shouldn't be in your main workspace. Store it a little further out of the way. That requires you to actually get up out of your chair, walk across the room, or dig in a closet or whatnot. So it's not in your workspace. Let's try and apply the bullseye to another area of your home so that you can see how this really does apply. So we're going to talk about the kitchen area. The bullseye would be where the main magic happens when you're preparing and cooking your meals. It may be the counter space next to your stove, or it could be an island. So wherever you like to do your prep and the cooking. So wherever that happens, your supplies that are using during that prep time or the cooking time should be right nearby. Really handy. You've got these three or four favorite pots and pans that are the right size from the majority of your cooking. Those should live in the nearest cabinet where you're using them, right? So if you have a cabinet next to your stove, then that's where those pots and pans should be stored. Your favorite and more frequently used cooking utensils should also be stored next to the stove in a drawer or in a crock on the counter. But don't clutter up the crock and the drawer with all those extra utensils that rarely get used. You really want to keep the space filled with the items that you're using regularly, right? So you don't want to have it cluttered up with everything, like all of your cooking utensils. If you realistically only grab and utilize maybe three or four of the large spoons when you're cooking. Take a little mental inventory of your kitchen and see what maybe you can rearrange and think about what shouldn't be living in the bullseye region, right? So here's some examples. I see this all the time in people's kitchens is that they're storing their pots and pans and holiday items that get used seasonally. So think about like the roasting pan that maybe is only used for turkey, <laughs> which is cooked a couple times a year, or the giant lobster pot that's only coming out in the summertime. Those types of items should not be stored in your spaces where you have your everyday pots and pans and utensils stored, right? So think about it. If you're not using it every day, it shouldn't be in the most easily accessed cabinets or drawers that are being utilized and you're going in and out of every single day. You want to store those types of things a little more inconveniently, just like in the office scenario. Those types of things could be stored, like what I said, in the outer ring, and that might even be not in the kitchen. So maybe it's actually in another space in your home. It could be the basement. Maybe you have a, a shelf down in your basement that you could store things like that or that are only seasonally used. Uh, maybe it's out in the garage. I know some people have had to store things in their garage on shelves. Just put those kinds of things inside of a plastic bin so they don't get all grimy and gross with dust and critters crawling all over them. It's totally fine to store things completely in another room if you don't have space in your kitchen, right? Everybody's kitchens are so different and in size and storage capacity. So think about what you're using the most. Obviously, your miles may vary based on your kitchen storage capacity. So I'm not saying that you should only keep the cooking utensils in this drawer next to the stove because it really depends, like everything else in organizing, on your unique space. There can never, ever really be just one way to organize a space because of that. 
Every space is unique and you're going to have to adjust organizing methods based on the space that, you know, the capacity in that space and how you're using the things you're storing in that space, right? Okay, so let's look at another example of using this bullseye imagery in your mind's eye. Okay, I want you to be able to see how you can use this concept to organize any space in your house. So I'm going to talk about a laundry space. If your laundry space pulls double, triple, or even quadruple duty, like my former laundry room did, then you need to think strategically about how the space is used. So let me describe this tiny space first, and then I'll explain how it was organized. My laundry room was essentially a hallway-sized pass-through from the garage that contained the mud sink, and next to that was the washer and dryer, and then next to that was a small utility closet. They were all lined up on one side of this hallway, essentially. And since this space was where we entered and exited most of the time, I also added coat hooks for everyone's coats and backpacks, which lived on the opposite wall from the washer and dryer. And the tiny space had a lot of different things happening in there, so it needed to be organized based on how I used the space. The laundry supplies lived on a shelf directly above the washer and dryer within arm's reach. Essentially, that's the bullseye for the laundry area. There was a small shelf above the mud sink or the utility sink, whatever you call it, uh, which had a small container of items that I used at the sink, like scrub brushes and for dirty shoes and scrubbing sponges and that kind of thing. But then it was actually a multifunctional shelf because the shelf also included a telescoping drying rack that I could extend out directly over the mud sink. And that way, if I had to hang things to dry, if there was any dripping, it was right into the mud sink. So that area was the bullseye. And I also stored a bucket under the sink. And that bucket was, you know, what I would use for cleaning or mopping. And that's where I would fill the bucket and then empty the bucket. <laughs> so everything needed, you know, that was using that mud sink area was stored right there around the mud sink, the bullseye. So far, these two areas have only had items in the bullseye for storage because I didn't need a lot of extra things to live elsewhere for those particular spaces. So the laundry, everything was right there. The mud sink, everything was right there. But above those two other lower shelves was a much longer shelf that went the width of that space. And at 5'1", I had a tough time reaching everything on the shelf. The rest of my family, they tower over me, so they never had any issues. And in fact, I would sometimes have to ask them to get things off the shelf for me <laughs> because it was easy for them to reach. But because I'm short, um, I didn't store heavy things on that high shelf because you don't want things above your head that are extremely heavy when you're taking them down because that could be dangerous. So what did I store there? Well, we have a family of five, so we used to buy... Uh, paper towels and the giant Costco size packages and the toilet paper and uh, the Costco size box of trash bags. So all of that lived on that tall shelf, but everything was super lightweight. I took everything out of the main packaging so that, you know, each roll of paper towels or package of toilet paper were easy to just grab the one. And I could reach up there and kind of use my fingers and, and just kind of pull it towards me. Um, and if it was further back on the shelf, I enlisted a kid or I climbed up on the dryer <laughs> or got a step stool. But um, I mentioned not putting heavy things on that upper shelf because it was above my head. But I did just say that I kept my large box of trash bags up there on the shelf. Well, the reason they're up there is to keep it out of the way 
and because I don't actually pull the whole box of trash bags down every time I need a trash bag. I have it. It's actually the box contains rolls of trash bags. So when I pull one out, the next one is sticking out of the box and easy to grab and pull down. So that's why I keep that up high. It's out of the way and not taking up valuable space below. Okay, so talked about the laundry, the mudroom, the upper shelf, and so I also had a, a very small utility closet in that space as well. This closet had five wire shelves, which we all love to hate wire shelves, right? The reason we hate them is because it's just so hard to store things upright on them when they're small bottles and they just tip over. It's just very annoying. We all know about that. Uh, so what I like to do is either get a, a thin piece of Luan board, if, if you have any handy, that's easy. I happen to have some of that. Or I also really like to use a thick shelf liner. It's um, kind of like a thick foam. So not like your typical shelf liner that you use to line a drawer. It's um, actually designed for this kind of shelving. And I believe I bought mine at Home Depot. Um, many years ago, but it works great because then you can have a solid surface to put those loose items on and they don't tip over. So another thing you want to think about too is if you have a lot of little loose things, you should actually containerize them. So I used a combination of lining the shelves and using containers for the smaller things. I lined the shelves uh, with like the cleaning supplies, all those bottles, separate, you know, items that you just want to grab one or two things at a time. And then I had a bin next to the cleaners filled with all the cleaning rags and things that I needed for that. So that would be the middle shelf, the bullseye of the closet are the things that I'm using and reaching for on a regular basis, right? Another middle shelf that I had, a small shoe box size plastic box was kind of a basic first aid type of box. So it had things such as the kids band-aids, the adult band-aids in case we didn't want to use Dora band-aids, <laughs> uh, tweezers, thermometer, itch cream, you know, for the mosquito bites, alcohol, hydrogen peroxide and such. This shelf contained another container with things like sunscreen and bug sprays. And so those were all easy to reach because they were in the central area where they're getting used. In this same closet, there was a higher shelf and a lower shelf. And so those shelves contained things that were used a lot less frequently. For example, the top shelf held our pool towels. And after laundering the towels, they went right back up on the shelf. And when we were ready to go to the pool, we would just open the door, grab our towels, and head straight out to the garage because we were already in the transition of walking through to the garage. So it was a really good spot to keep those pool towels instead of having to run upstairs all the time to go grab them. These higher and lower shelves would actually be considered the outer ring of the bullseye because they're used much less frequently. And in the case of the pool towels, they were very seasonally used. Okay, well, guys, that's it. I thought it was pretty easy to explain. I hope it was pretty easy to understand and that you now have this visual that you can pull up in your mind's eye when you're trying to organize a space. And... Um, figure out like where to place things based on where you're using it, how often you're using it. So take that to your next project and let me know how it goes. Don't stress out about doing everything perfectly because sometimes space doesn't allow it to be perfect, right? So do the best that you can and make your space work for you because you're the one using the space, not me. doesn't matter what I'm telling you. I want you to just Use the principles and apply them to the best of your ability with what you have and your space capacity. So get going now and please share 
this episode or leave a review and follow me on social media. All my social media is enough with the stuff. And leave comments uh, to let me know if you have some episode ideas. I love to get some ideas. If there's anything in particular you're stuck on at home and you just want a little explanation of how you should tackle it, reach out to me. I can either help you directly or do an episode on it. So let me know. Okay, bye for now. After listening to this podcast today, I hope you have some useful takeaways and feel super motivated to get organized. But maybe you're at a loss with how to start or where to go next in your organizing journey. Wouldn't it be amazing to have me right there to guide you through the process when you're losing motivation or feeling stuck with what to do next? I may not live near you, so through the wonders of our modern technology, I can be right by your side. Virtually, of course. You heard me. I offer virtual organizing. Reach out to me through my website linked below and we could schedule your first session today. Also, don't forget to reach out to me on social media with comments about an episode or a topic you would like covered in a future podcast. Links are below in the show notes. Go get your organizing on.